3: Well, it's Tuesday here on the show, and you know what that means—we got lots to talk about. And uh, no, not going to talk about Oreo today. There's actual, real news. I don't want to deal with any of that that happened yesterday. Should be stricken from the records, stricken from the archives. But yes, we have a lot of actual important news involving pro wrestling to get into today. Not the least of which is the end of the draft. The draft is done, and we have X number of guys on Raw, X number of guys on SmackDown. A large number of, um, whatever they call them, free agents, which, uh, you know, originally the idea of the free agent was you could go anywhere. Now apparently it just means, like, you haven't been drafted yet, so, like, you get to negotiate, whatever. But there is one actual free agent who can go anywhere, and that is Brock Lesnar. But what we're going to do today, instead of saying, like, who got drafted where, who got drafted where, blah, 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 I'm just going to give you the full Raw roster And the full SmackDown roster. That'll make it easy. So we'll talk about that as well as the Raw report from last night. We have got the lineup for NXT, which is coming up tonight, which is going to be a very odd show going forward because, in fact, they called up a ton of people from NXT. And so presumably that means, you know, since the place has been uh, stripped of talent, we're going to have to uh, get new talent coming up from wherever. So uh, we'll tell you about the lineup for the show tonight, which will probably be one of the last appearances for a lot of different people. And uh, then the rest of the news as well. We've got Cody talking about Roman Reigns and their new title belts. We've got ratings for SmackDown and Rampage. We've got the AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium. What it looks like so far in terms of how many tickets have been sold and uh, plenty more. So back in a moment to kick it off, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding! Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.
4: Collectible Exchange is the most trusted sports memorabilia company in the country, carrying game-used, autographed, and other one-of-a-kind items. Founded by collecting icon Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports, they can also help you evaluate, authenticate, and sell your sports collectibles. Instead of collecting dust, your items could be collecting cash. So check out the biggest collectible marketplace in the U.S. at collectibleexchange.com. With over 150,000 items and over 80 pro and college athletes selling directly to you, that's collectibleexchange.com.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi,
3: also WrestlingObserver.com. I did that whole opening segment, had no problem just moving on. But God, I mean this in the nicest way possible, Mike. I just see your face and I just get angry about everything that happened yesterday here on this program. You were dancing and jiving, just having the time of your life. But you know what made me happy? You know what made me happy? What? Where are you? Why are you on that channel today? I don't know. You know what made me happy? As yeah. I looked at the uh, chat here, and I've I've seen that people are starting to turn on Oreo. They're wait a starting, second. They're wait, starting wait. to see him for what he is. Who? Which One is, person, Brian there's Rose, is getting of by you they're saying that they see him for what he is which is a, a kleptomaniac oh, a blowhard on. oh you oh you don't you didn't know as road dog would say yeah my plaque gone mm-hmm. so you know what that means I mentioned to uh, filthy yesterday so in so, the last in the last 6 weeks i have literally had the black label pro tag team championships put in my hands after i won and they were taken from me now i had my plaque that i earned in my hands and now this fat whale is taking it away from me and i don't know where it's at
4: well, so you uh, know what you know what that says to me brian doesn't say a lot about pedro sour brazilian jiu jitsu because you couldn't even take down the whale that you gave a big hug to right brother in the room i got locked out of, your of the plaque room back. what do you want me
3: to do i got locked out of the i got locked out of my own studio by a whale who then grabbed my little uh, gimmick not that one. And uh, and made off with it. So anyway, hey, I'll talk more about this later, but let's talk about the news because got some, got some moves though. We've got yeah. uh we've got two we got the draft, Ron SmackDown, and uh, you know, yesterday we was doing during the show with Dave and it was like I was gonna read who went where, and then he wanted to read like what the top names were here and there. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, everybody, let's keep it simple. Here is the Raw and SmackDown rosters. Raw, Akira Tozawa, Angel, Apollo Crews, Braun Strowman, Bronson Reed, Chad Gable, Cody, Damian Priest, Dexter Loomis, Dominic Mysterio, Drew McIntyre, Eric, Finn Balor, Giovanni Vinci, Gunther, Umberto, Ivar, JD McDonough, Jinder Mahal, Johnny Gargano, who in fact did get uh, drafted. Someone told me that he didn't, but he did. Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Ludwig Kaiser, Massey and Mansoir, Matt Riddle, The Miz, Odyssey Jones has been called up to the main roster. Otis, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Riddick Moss, Robert Roode, who is in fact still employed. R-Truth, Sami Zayn, Sangha. Yeah, you heard me right. Sangha has been called up to the main roster. Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Champa, Veer, and Xavier Woods. Champa, at injured. least I
4: know Bobby Roode's out with a neck. Where's uh? He's got a hip, entry. hip uh. injury. Hip
3: For the women on Raw: Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Candice, Carmella, Chelsea, Dana Brooke, Emma, Indy Hartwell, Katana Chance, Kaden Carter, Lib Morgan, Natty, Nikki Cross, Piper Niven, Raquel, Rhea. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville, Tegan, Trish Stratus, Lee, Zoe Stark, and then uh, Maxine and Valhalla are also on Raw, okay? By the way, before I go to SmackDown, I don't know if you guys know this or not, that's a big roster. SmackDown, for the men, it's AJ, Angelo Dawkins, Ashanti, The Adonis, Austin Theory, Big E, Lashley, Bray Wyatt, Butch, Cameron Grimes, Cruz Del Toro, Edge, Elton Prince, Grayson Waller, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Joaquin Wilde, Carl Anderson, Karrion Cross, Kit Wilson, LA Knight, Luke Gallows, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Rick Boogs, Ridge Holland, Roman Reigns, Santos Escobar, Shankly, remember him, Seamus, Solo Sokoa, Top Dalla, and apparently Uncle Howdy. And for the women, it's Alba Fire, Aaliyah, Asuka, Bfab, Bailey, Bianca, Charlotte, Dakota, I Don, Io Sky, Lacey Evans, Mia Yim, Scarlett, Shotzi, Tamina, Zelina, Pat McAfee, and Paul Heyman, and that is the SmackDown roster.
4: How about the NXT roster?
3: Now, we also have these free agents. Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, Cedric Alexander, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Eric Young, John Cena, Logan Paul, MVP, Ali, Omos, Shelton Benjamin, Von Wagner, and Zion Quinn. Okay? Now, what's the point of all of this?
4: Zion Quinn was drafted into free agency.
3: Here here is the story of all of this to me, everybody. Number one, and, uh, you know, we've seen how this has gone in the past. And if this were solely Triple H's show... I would say, well, you know, maybe things are going to change. But it's not his show, which was made abundantly obvious by the draft because all day Monday last week, they announced that tag teams could be broken up. And then on Thursday, the Thursday before the draft, they randomly announced, well, you know, everyone's going to be going as a unit. No one's going to be broken up. And then on Friday, on Friday, on SmackDown, which did 2.5 million viewers, They told you, the viewer, that this tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship can include wrestlers from Raw and SmackDown, okay? Two days later, on Raw, the storyline is that Roman Reigns would like to wrestle for the World Heavyweight title, but he can't because he's on SmackDown. So, uh, you know, Vince is all in. I think that I think I actually think, believe it or not, everybody, I think that what they're saying is true in the sense that if you watch the shows, you can see that the, uh, you know, the storylines they're doing, uh, the consistency in storylines. I mean, Hunter is still largely doing this. But it is exactly what they've said. Vince is in there, and he's doing whatever he wants, and he's making changes. And you can see the changes on these shows. Now, when I read those rosters, guys remember the last time they had a brand split? And uh, you would watch these shows, and it was like, you saw the same people in the same matches week after week. And you sit there, and you watch the show, and you think, are there eight people signed to each brand? Like, there's, they, have, they have no depth whatsoever on these two rosters. Well, what they have done here, and you can see from all of the call-ups that they have done, their intention, okay, let me make this clear, their intention is that there are now two shows, and they are going to do a Raw show with a Raw roster, and they are going to do a SmackDown show with a SmackDown roster, And they are separate shows. And people are not supposed to go back and forth. And they are padding these rosters. These are big rosters, dude. There's a lot of people available for Raw and SmackDown. Their intention is that this is strict. Now, of course, we've seen this a thousand times, but that's their intention. Their intention is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. It's over. Okay? It's done. Sami Zayn and Kevin are on one show. The bloodline is on another show. It's finished. Okay. This Ray Dominic thing, their intention is for now, it's done. It's finished. We did WrestleMania. We, we're doing whatever. It's done. We're starting new things. That is their intention here. How long they stick to it? I mean, we've seen it a million times. It ain't going to last. But okay, if you watch these two shows and you see this draft and you see these call ups, that's the idea. It's two separate, totally separate rosters, totally separate storylines, all of that. This is the way it's going to be from here on out.
4: And it should be noted that the deciding match for that title will be taking place in Saudi Arabia. You know, they want that to be a big show. I'm sure they want a big match main event. I don't know if they're going to do the tournament all in that night or how they're going to go about things, but... I have a feeling that that's why that's also being, that caveat was put into place because they want to make sure they have that big match to satisfy everybody who's going to be going to that show.
3: Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
1: That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line
0: Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again,
4: 1-800-356-7308.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez
3: here, Wrestling Observer Live, except for Vivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Very quickly, if you head to my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez, he's at it again, so I'm just going to promote it. Today is Give Big Day, and Whale Scout is participating. If you go to my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez, you can get a link to the Whale Scout Give Big page. You can see all of the great work that they're doing around Bothell, doing habitat restoration and Earth Day work the past couple of weeks and so much more, and... Uh, two anonymous, do you know what that word means? Anonymous, two anonymous donors will be matching anything that you donate. So if you donate, for example, $100 today, you're actually donating $300 because uh, two different anonymous donors will match whatever you donate, up to, I think, 1000 thousand and fifteen hundred and $1,500. So anyway, if you uh, have anything that you would like to uh, toss into the hat, It's up on my Twitter at Brian Alvarez, Whale Scout. Give big day.
4: How much for you to dance with Oreo again?
3: That ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. I can't believe you're still pushing this thing after what happened yesterday.
4: It was a feel good Monday, Brian. I'm trying to continue those vibes. Yeah, I felt great when
3: my thing got stolen. That was awesome. You know, you know, feels good thievery. Maritime thievery. You know what that's maritime called. Thiever. You know, you know, what maritime thievery is called Mike. It's What's called that? piracy. That's what I was a victim of. Uh huh. Yeah. You need some gunboat diplomacy. That's what I you was need. a victim of pirate legit piracy. Or he was a pirate. He's a maritime thief. He is a oh, pirate.
4: I wonder if well, you know we'll they used an to an do to
3: pirates where they got him? Huh? Yeah. Look it up. Now. Today tickets went on sale for All In at Wembley Stadium, and uh, you know, I, you know. Sometimes I, I sit here and I think I'd like to say I told you so, but or whatever, you know. But now, after what happened with that whale, I don't want to do anymore because I don't want to be anything like him. But I will oh, say, yeah. <laughs> I will say that last night. He's last making night, making
4: a change. Look at this. Yeah,
3: I'm making a change because I realized what a despicable, horrible thing it is to be like Obnoxious. that whale. Arrogant,
4: yeah. rude, horrible. It's horrible. I did it
3: to be funny. He did it to be legit. But anyway, so last night Dave said, "What's your what's your prediction?" And I said, "I'd said you know right around uh, I'd say about thirty thousand would be my guess because of course they had like you know sixty thousand requests or whatever and uh, you know if I know if I know one thing from running a business over the years it's like a lot of people will say a lot of things till they actually have to pay the money. It's a so big, thing, yeah, big difference between
4: pledging and delivering. Yes,
3: sixty thousand pre-sales. I thought you know what a safe number would be. I would say is is I'd say first day about uh, about thirty thousand, and uh, it looks according to Dave that uh, first day sales for Wembley are thirty five thousand, which guarantees AEW will have their largest ever attendance, largest ever gate before a single match is even announced. 60,000 pre-sale codes were requested and distributed. Uh, the Clash at the Castle event in Cardiff, WWE had nearly 90,000 requested in a similar pre-sale system. And, of course, they did not get 90,000. About, uh, I think it was somewhere forty-five, like fifty, 45, 50 or something like that. But full seating capacity of the event is unknown. But uh, that is just first day. That's first day pre-sale. So I think the actual on-sale date is, is Friday. And I think they're going to comfortably get... I would say, at minimum by the time the show rolls around, I would say, at minimum, you know fifty fifty five thousand are they gonna get ninety? I mean they could, but um, does Tony work
4: the number? No, I don't think okay. so. I don't think he will well, with Clash at Castle, what they claimed was let's see sixty two thousand two hundred and ninety six That's what at least it shows on. The always accurate Wikipedia. So, if that's what they claimed, who knows what they had? But you know, with, with AEW now, I mean, you do have a long way off. Is you know fifteen thousand too few to ask for? Because at least that puts you at fifty thousand, which is a great number. Sounds like a great number to people on the outside. It's impressive. So I know that thing can seat. You know, at 80000 90000 just depending on what configurations they decide to have and how much of the field they decide to use in the stage and all that stuff. But the bottom line is it's their biggest gate. It's going to be their biggest attendance, and it's going to be a big show. So, you know, what the, what the quality of the show is going to be, we'll find out later on down the line. But, you know, that was a big haul for the Open, and you got months and months to try to draw people to it and sell the rest of those seats.
3: Well, we'll follow that over the next couple of days. And then, uh, obviously the next big day is Friday for the, the public on sale. Although really, you know, to me, I could be wrong about this, but AEW, it's not like a, a WWE event where, you know, for example, your mom has heard of WWE and knows of Hulk Hogan and that sort of thing. And, you know, they draw a large casual base wherever they go. I mean, for AEW and Wembley Stadium, my guess is that. You know, most people that know about the show and are going to want to go to the show, they're going to get that pre-sale code. They're not going to yeah. say, "Ah, let all the good tickets go." We'll do, you know, on Friday we'll just, uh, you know, be the public. So I would, I would bet that, you know, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, thirty-five thousand today, and then thirty-five thousand when the official tickets go on sale. I would think that, uh, you know, this is the big early surge, and then the idea here is, well, you know, keep pushing it hard. Make it seem like it's going to be this thing you can't miss. Start announcing some matches for uh, for what you would like to do for the show. Obviously, we're a long way out.
4: Start getting some travel packages going, not only for, you know, possibly here, but obviously for, you know, all over the European continent to try to get people over there and make it, you know, a worthwhile trip. Try to bundle things together the best you can to help people out on money, you know, when they are... You know, again, because look how many... 30 you know $30 tickets I'm assuming you're going to be available I'm assuming that's about the cheapest price right 25 or 30 bucks in all likelihood you know whatever that is in in, in euros right now but you know you put things together like that too to try to draw people in where again cuz it's not like people are not hurting for money all over the place too so in all of the months that you have leading into this thing try to put some things together where you can draw people and try to add value to to going to the show
3: this uh, you know, this person here goes, maybe some people are waiting for matches to be announced. That's not what's happening here, okay? Whatever they're doing is whatever they're doing. It, this is not about the matches. Uh, if you look at WWE pre-sales, AW pre-sales, people, are, people decide whether they want to get to the show or not. It has nothing to do with the matches on the show. Now, if you're talking about television, if you're talking about, oh, the show's on Wednesday, do I want to watch it or not? Well, there's an NBA game on. Do I want to skip this game to watch the show? Well, what matches are there? people do make a determination for free television based on what the matches are. As far as, like, a big event is coming to my town, dude, look at how many... WrestleMania practically sold out, and, yeah, we knew what some match, But we didn't even know what day they were going to be on. They didn't tell us what day these matches were going to take place on until, like, Wednesday. So, dude, they sold virtually every single solitary ticket before anybody knew what match was going to be on what day for that show, okay? You know... Yes, there have been a couple of times where you announce a match and all of a sudden the tickets go crazy, okay? Usually it'll be like, ah, they're coming to Seattle. They're running the uh, Climate Bank Arena or whatever the heck it's called now. Uh, You know, they got 5,000 out. And then all of a sudden John Cena returns to television. He's going to be in Seattle. Then, boom, all of a sudden 2,000 more tickets go. The only time that I can remember recently where an actual match was announced and moved a ton of tickets was after Montreal, when they announced, uh, I forget what where they were. It might have been Winnipeg or something like that. But they announced, we're doing a Roman reigns Sami Zayn championship match at this house show. And all of a sudden, kaboom, they started selling a ton of tickets. So outside of that, I see no... I see nothing of late where, eh, things are going all right, but hey, now we're going to start announcing matches and people are going to start buying tickets. That's not the way people do things for live events nowadays. They want to go to the show or they don't want to go to the show.
4: And I think it also, I mean, it can also depend on the event, but like with WrestleMania, you, it, it sells itself. You know, the weekend sells itself, all that that sort of stuff, even if you're not sure what and when the matches are going to be on the show. And I think that's going to be the same way here when it comes to, this show at Wembley because again look at the I assume it's going to be a complete spectacle you know they're going to go look they got Wembley <laughs> they got Wembley stadium so they're obviously you know aiming big here so I don't think it matters necessarily what's on this card and I don't think you're going to be able to advertise anything that's going to be able to move any tickets you know any volume of tickets even if you announce a crazy match like okay jamie hater and julia and Julia's going back to the the place that she was born and challenging jamie hater used to be you could build a whole storyline around that and wrestling fans would love it and it makes sense it's probably not going to move a whole ton of tickets and i have a feeling that most of the other matches are going to be obviously known way before that time so Again, I, I this is about the spectacle, it's about the event, it's far less as far as the matches are gonna going to be on that show. I think Forbidden Door is like that too to a certain point. Now you can't bastardize that. You can't, you know, fall into a trap and and rely on just the name of the show doing anything, but Forbidden Door is kind of like that because you know it's gonna be huge matches and it's a big spectacle built up on both sides that you only get once a year in North America
3: trying not to look too much at the chat here today everyone listen this is a great number Thirty-five thousand is a great number for a first day it's it's their it's their record it's their ticket record it's their gate record i mean if you're trying to say this is a bad number i don't know what to tell you it's the first Mm. day also there's there's plenty more tickets that are going to be sold i mean if they sell one more ticket before wembley one it's still a success okay but they're going to sell way more than one and uh everyone's going to go there's going to be good matches They're going to have a good time, just like at SummerSlam. You know what I'm saying? Some of you don't know what I'm saying, but that's okay. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: That's 800-943-2153. That's 800-278-1738.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Again, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer
3: Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Mm-mm-mm.
4: Here's a... and I, I yes. looked in the uh, I looked in the chat. you were right. Yeah. You're right. Crazy people. How about somebody just explain why thirty five thousand is a pre sale where most of your most expensive tickets, if not all of them, went. Tell me how that was a negative for AEW. Tell me how that would be a negative for anybody.
3: Well, you know what? I'd rather move on, not waste my time. But you know, SmackDown did a great number on Friday, two point five million viewers and uh 0.67 in 18 to 49 so in this situation unlike the last couple of years people did care about the draft so Ross should do a good number on monday as well and rampage did uh 298,000 viewers down uh 20% because of course you know it is an excuse to explain the fact that rampage aired at 5:30 eastern actually it didn't it was advertised at five thirty, but it actually aired at six thirty. Six thirty, yeah. Changed
4: yeah. And then three thirty Pacific. They, are, they you know no they are staggered feed. You know
3: what they are, Mike? They're in the mud. In the mud. That's well what, they, that's what's the the case here. They're hey, in look, the mud.
4: They are in the mud if you look at Turner's commitments to the NBA and to the National Hockey League. It's just one of those things. They are now going to be moved in what, next week for the fifth consecutive week. And they gotta deal with the NHL into June. So Do you know what? That's how it goes.
3: You know what I've learned as a father of two young children? It's kind of fun to be in the mud. But not to some of these shut ins. Let's talk about Raw. Or should I talk about what's on NXT tonight? NXT, is Tiffany on? Let's flip that coin. What's it say? It's, it's a, it's a bracelet. Oh. All right. Triple H came out for the draft picks and then Paul came out and this is where Paul explained Roman wants this world heavyweight championship, but you know, he can't wrestle on that show. So that was stupid.
4: <laughs> they could not have framed this.
3: And then any worse. <laughs> Seth came out literally, Seth Rollins came out in his lingerie literally to just say, Well, I guess Roman can't avoid me anymore. I was like, yeah, thanks for coming out to tell us that.
4: So now much like Cody, the guy, you know, who couldn't beat Roman, now we're going to really value this this new belt and totally, we got totally something. not think of Roman. We
3: got something for you, geek. Don't worry. We got something for all the geeks. It's a different belt, a ripoff of an old belt. You know what the belt looks like? It might actually be the same belt that they gave to Ric Flair after that lawsuit in like 1991 <laughs> when they had to make a new big gold belt. Because they weren't allowed to use the other one? Anyway. So uh, Solo came out, and they agreed to have a match later on tonight. Which, man, oh man, we'll get to that. Uh, Cody and Brock both showed up and were told not to fight, but you know how that went. So then, speaking of things that uh, Vince is back, because stuff just gets dropped out of the blue. Remember when Dakota and Bailey and Io were all having issues? Yes. <laughs> They're just magically on the same page now. Bailey and Dakota beat Liv and Raquel in a non-title match. And they worked together great, and they got the pin, and now they're the number one challengers for these new tag team titles.
4: Magic of the Draft, bro. Of course.
3: I think they're on different brands, so I guess they got to do that title match probably on SmackDown on Friday.
4: Yeah, we'll find out after Backlash. That's when it all takes effect, anyway.
3: Hmm. And we had uh, Booker and Charmel out to do some picks. And uh, then Ricochet and Braun. Wait till Tom hears about this Ricochet and Braun versus Alpha Academy. After Richie and Braun did a job on Friday, they won here. Sent on off Braun's shoulders, got the pin, beat Alpha Academy. And uh, Braun and Otis together was fun. Because people like two big dudes running into each other. And you know what these two big dudes did? They ran into each other. It was, they slapped it was meat. Entertaining. No, they didn't slap any meat. They just ran into each other.
4: Made a meat-slapping sound, though.
3: Sean and Adam Pierce came out for picks, but then Brock shows up in his cowboy outfit. And uh, he says, "Well, Texas, what's it like to see the only real cowboy in this state?" Which oh, was a great line. A Canadian. And then that. Pierce sends out all of security, and then Brock says, "Could take more dudes than that." Total babyface line. This heel. And then Cody comes in through the crowd, and man, let me tell you something: these fans love them some Cody, and you know who else loves them some Cody? Cody. These women. Oh, women. Oh my god, these squealing women when he showed up. I was like, it's been a long time since we had a dude where the women squealed. But man, they were just screaming when this guy came in. And he runs wild and security breaks it up and he can't get to Brock and that was their big angle for the show coming up on
4: Saturday. Man, don't say that too loud about the women. I don't want Brandy coming out there and, you know,
3: having Well, she ain't a, a gonna get mad deed, at me. I, she can get mad at them women if she wants.
1: What, up what's not my up.
3: fault i'm just reporting go, going after her. once man. again here we go i'm just reporting a fact and i'm the bad guy here huh sammy and kevin are backstage riddles there man kevin don't like this riddle he's a weird guy but they're all uh baby faces so then we have jimmy versus riddle and sammy and kevin did the eddie guerrero spot with the chair so the ref ejected jay Solo's not out there because he's allegedly preparing for his match, which we find out he actually wasn't doing. So Jimmy's all by himself. All the babyfaces gang up on this poor guy. Beat him. And uh, they're definitely playing up these Usos. They're on death's door with the uh, tribal chief. Then Paul meets with Solo. Jay storms in. Why weren't you at ringside Solo? Paul says he got an assignment from the tribal chief. And you know what? You need to chill out a little bit. So uh, we're going to just leave you to your thoughts.
4: So disingenuous and slimy, Paul Hammon. But excellent. Mm. Tribal Chief loves you! In the background as he walked away.
3: We had uh, Bischoff and RVD out for picks. According to Bischoff, Raw gets Shayna Blazer. She should sell a blazer with her face on it. The Shayna Blazer. That's what she should do to make it, take advantage of this. We had Miz TV with Nakamura. Not a line of jackets. No, Miz TV with Nakamura. Miz <laughs> thinks that he has a chance to win the title. Actually, wants to know if if Nakamura thinks he's got a chance. Nakamura just said, "Nah, I got no chance." Miz says, "I would be the champion. I would be a great champion. You could be a great number two. We could be Ms. K." And they do a bunch of stupid stuff. And Nakamura tells him that his his uh his balls. Are tiny, yeah. You heard that one, everybody? It's 2023. That's where,
4: uh, isn't it Grayson Waller's time to do all this? No offense to the Miz, Miz would have a job in my company for the rest of his life. He's great doing so many things, but I don't want to see him in the ring anymore. And we've moved past Miz TV. Sorry, I just Miz. watch
3: this, and I see Nakamura out there telling that this man's testicles are small. <laughs> and like I think, you know, I all those guys just wish it would go back to, you know, TV, MA or whatever. No, you blokes no. don't want that. You really no, don't.
4: No, 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 no.
3: no. Oma squashed some bloke, Judgment Day did a promo. <laughs> are people still going to try to pretend that Dom isn't the best he's ever been by miles oh, with this persona here? Golly, MJF is, like, jealous of this guy's heat.
4: Everybody deserves credit on that, but Dominic Mysterio damn sure deserves his share. Could he have done it without Rhea and all that? No, but you know what? That's not what it was about. It was about putting together a unit and seeing where it went, and it has gone to incredible heights. You talk about women squealing for Cody. Listen to the booze rain down on Dominic whenever he picks up a microphone. It's great. So
3: that led to Ray, Santos, and Zelina versus Dom, Damian, and Rhea. They gave Damian the big win over Ray with South of Heaven to set up the Bad Bunny singles match. Biggest match of Damian Priest's career coming up this weekend in Puerto Rico, which is no holds barred. So I'm sure 800,000 people are going to get involved this weekend because I presume that Bad Bunny is not losing in Puerto Rico. So we got to find some way to really screw this uh, Damian Priest fellow. We had a Cody promo. He doesn't want to go to the back of the line. He must beat Brock. We had a Bianca promo where uh, they were kind of teasing that EO might split and go babyface here. But uh, maybe maybe they dropped it for this show so that you'll be surprised when something happens on Friday or uh, Sunday when they do the title match.
4: Got him, pal.
3: And then the uh, main event was Seth Rollins and Solo Sokoa. And uh, it's three hours into the show. And man, I don't know if it was like people had done all their singing, they got it out of their system, they figured there would be, I don't know what it was, but dude, this match had no heat. This crowd was dead for this match, and they're doing this stuff, and Solo hits the spinning Solo, and Seth kicked out, and they're just like, hmm. It's like, bro, that's a guy's finish. Then he hits it again, starts pummeling on Seth from the mound, and they're like. Man, he got him right now. Hope he gets out. And then finally, what they knew was going to happen, happened. The Usos hit the ring. There's a brawl. Mm-hmm. They send out Kevin and, and Sammy. And literally, these dudes hit the ring, and they're out of there. They're off the air. So there was a big timing issue there at the end. And uh, very lame ending of the show. Just a It was a nothing match, no heat, stupid finish.
4: And, uh, yeah, it was weird. Everybody, that's what they were waiting for. (laughs) They were all looking over, waiting for somebody to run out, waiting for the Usos to run out, and then it actually happened. I am not enjoying this whole LWO thing so far. Can we get Santos Escobar and Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro maybe a win over someone? You know, no, I'm glad that Zelina Vega, you know, yes, they threw together because, oh, yeah, She's, you know, of Puerto Rican descent, and we're going to be in Puerto Rico. Sure, why not? You know, she's a part of the LWO. Give her the title shot. Great. Can we get something going so it just doesn't feel like to me we're waiting on those three guys to turn on Rey Mysterio at some point? I mean, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro are much like Giovanni Vinci, and uh, and, uh, and now I'm going to brain lock there, uh, but much like Imperium, they are they've been so incredibly underused on the main roster and i just don't understand it you know they are so great at what they do give them a chance to break out and do something than just be guys who lose on behalf of Santos Escobar and Gunther i just it drives me nuts
3: by the way i also did see uh, that shingo taichi match for the uh, king of pro wrestling title oh, yeah which was uh it was i thought it was a maybe four and a half stars or something like that. I had people saying it was like one of the best matches they saw all year. I would not go that far. But it was a it was a good match and the story was it was the uh um you basically had to the first person to get 3 wins over the other person was the winner. And there were five ways to win. There was pinfall, submission, knockout, ref stoppage, which okay. And then uh and then count out, so even though like a knockout and a ref stoppage, you know. But then, like, I think one of them actually said KO and TKO. But anyway, the 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 gimmick was you had to win via three different means. Okay, so you know, if if you pin the guy, then later you try and pin him again. They're like, no, 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 you already got that one. Now you got to beat him with something else. So you know, it was it was complicated, but it was not overly complicated and uh to the point where you could even watch it with the japanese commentary and you'd still pretty much know what was going on but i thought they worked very hard and it was pretty uh it was pretty clever the way they did everything there and and finally at the end ref stoppage on shingo after uh man taichi just beat the crap out of this guy put him in the dragon sleeper guy's dead and uh finally romu jumped up on the apron and Was going to throw in the towel, but couldn't bring himself to do it. So the ref was finally like, all right, well, you know, the guy's been dead for five minutes here, so I'll stop the match. But excellent match. Wouldn't say five stars, but it was excellent. Back in a moment, it was live.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. A couple of reminders here. If you go
3: to my uh, Twitter at Brian Alvarez, all the information about Give Big Day! Donate to Whale Scout here today. We really appreciate it. And uh, your donation will be matched by two different people, in fact. So if you donate $50, you have $150 that you basically donated. So head up there and check it out for Give Big Day.
4: And Brian's going to then funnel that money to Oreo the Orca. Oh, get out of here. Not a chance. He needs to take the plaque back.
3: Not a chance. Hate that guy. (laughs) And also, you know, tonight's Brian, Evidie, and Craig, and Granny, and Sean, and everybody else show, there's a song contest. And uh, Tim is offering $100 to the winner. And at this point, I got two entries. So everybody was, like, begging for a song contest. I want a song contest. Well, and enter! So, anyway, you got a uh, little time left here. You Information. Can't brush
4: art, Brian.
3: Dude, they've had well over a week. It's like either do it or don't. I don't need to do a song contest. It's hard to push that button. So, anyway, enter. That song, let Sean sing. The last thing I need is everybody singing on that show. Anyway. Brian. Brian. You are no Pepper Coyote, Mike I, You
4: know, I am not You're right, I am not Pepper Coyote
3: You're, at best, Salt and Pepper Coyote You know, we're out of time, everybody But I appreciate y'all Unlike somebody Who ran in yesterday to try to steal the show
4: With dance moves
3: He wasn't even a very good dancer, quite frankly He just, just sat there and You sees like, the size of that tail He combobulated is what he did Careful when you throw that thing around. Anyway, we're out of time. Back tomorrow for NXT. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.